0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't
2: stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. Hi, baby. Hello,
0: my love. Uh, here we're back at it, ready to talk about some sex from 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 miles and miles away,
2: opposite sides of the country.
0: This time we're yeah, this time we're even further than we were last episode.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm all the way over in Vancouver now, and you're still on PEI.
2: Yep, still here enjoying this most beautiful place on the planet in the fall, apparently. I mean it's well it's
0: pretty beautiful it's pretty beautiful over here too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've been I liking say, your, I like your mountain pictures and stuff like that.
0: It's yeah. pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Um yeah, so this is I don't have a microphone, so I'm recording this on my phone, so it might sound like um a pile of of trash to everyone who's listening. So we'll keep this foreplay short just for the the sake of sound quality.
2: Okay. Good to know.
0: All right. Yep. Um <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, How, how's life? How's, how's things? What's new?
2: Things are good. I'm, like, single parenting a 16-year-old right now, and, uh...
0: People really loved Soph's episode, Oh, eh?
2: that's great.
0: Yeah, I had people reach out that were just like, this girl is amazing.
2: Yeah, she's pretty cool. We're really cracking each other up. I, we, I dig her sense of humor, and every now and then we just, like, really... I feel like we're really connecting, and that I, that's the best thing I could have hoped for out of this trip. So, are
0: you, are you feeling a little more virile now that you're hanging out with a 16 year old girl?
2: It's really funny that you ask that because I vitality has been like my hot word the last week. Um, I think you know I'm around Soph, and then I'm around my mom and my nana, and I'm feeling like this place of in-between-ness in betweenness in and uh and just like wanting to take care of my body and take care of my health and and yeah i'm like looking at you know maybe getting some eyelashes attached again
0: oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you used to do that back in the day no
2: i only did it once i only did it once a couple years ago right but.
0: Sure. Yeah. So you used to do that back in the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never made a habit of it. I was like, this is way too high maintenance. I'm never doing this again. Um, so
0: explain to people what what you're doing, because like, I, if you had said that to me before you were doing it, I would have been like, what the fuck does that mean? Getting some eyelashes?
2: Like eyelash extensions. <clears throat> I'm gonna go have someone glue fake lashes onto my actual lashes uh, to that's make it, my lashes long. Gentlemen.
0: <laughs> That's a a thing, gentlemen.
2: It's a thing. Anybody
0: listening who didn't know.
2: It's obvious. And you know what? I've noticed that it's very popular with um, yoga teachers, maybe particularly hot yoga teachers. I think... um, Really? Yeah.
0: Why do you think that is?
2: I don't know. It's like you spend so much time being fucking sweaty and in your gym clothes, and then it's just kind of nice to have instant glam every day. Like, it's just a little bit glamorous, you know? And it, like... It, it, yeah, it, you can have them look fairly natural, which is what I'll do. They did not before; they were super long. Um, well, you had
0: what you had before. It sort of looked like you were wearing mascara at all, at all times.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the um, the point, I guess. Is like you don't have to put mascara on, but it also extends the length of your eyelashes. So, um. They come like way up. They're way more visible because like they're you know, they're coming up to basically meet your eyebrows. And um Right, sure. And uh and I just got little baby bangs, so now I'm like, I want my my bangs, I want my bang.
0: Uh, you son of a bitch. You're you cut out.
2: Oh. Oh my god. Face timing, phone calling, texting.
0: Okay, there the, we go. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. So, uh you you kept recording, right?
2: Yeah, I kept recording.
0: Okay. I kept, Sweet. Right, kept talking. So, and and we're continuing. There <laughs> we go. We're back. What
2: what was I saying? Oh yeah, I cut myself some baby bangs, so I need my bangs to come uh, to to land higher. I want them lifted off my eyebrows and I want to bring my eyelashes up to my eyebrows. Know what I mean?
0: What? You want to bring them up to your eyebrows? Those are... Fu- that would be fucking huge That's lashes. That's
2: what they were before.
0: That is way too high. Up to your eye... <laughs> well? Hold on. You want your eyelashes... I want To them- reach your eyebrows. Yeah,
2: I want them to get... The little hairs to get tangled and... I <laughs> to weave open. Like to weave into that a is- permanent open position.
0: That is not going to be attractive <laughs> to any person in their right mind.
2: But it's almost Halloween, so
0: That is the only pot that you will not find a lid to. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well that's cool. It, you know, it, we, there's not really there's not really a version of that for like me. What do you want? Like why not? I, I feel like <clears throat> well I just feel like uh, I couldn't really pull off the eyelashes thing. I don't think it would look good on me. It's not my style. I mean, I've seen it on some, some men, some cisgendered men who identify as, you know, straight. And, there's, and they, they still, you know, they wear makeup and stuff. But, like, it doesn't really fit for me. It doesn't, I don't. No. But I can't think of anything else. Like, I can't think of anything else that I would, I guess, like, I don't know, like, tattoos, maybe? Is that a?
2: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the, you can't of. remove it. a an, little more. Yeah, it's a little more of a commitment. A more permanent. Yeah. You, um.
0: Do you think people, you know, I've, I've had this, like, weird piercings? fascination. No. Well, yeah, piercings is one. But what, what do you think about this? There is um, sometimes, and I don't want this to sound weird, but sometimes I'll see a woman wearing braces, and it's a really big turn on. Do you think anyone gets braces just f- for that reason? To
2: turn other people on?
0: yeah just for like I want braces to look like I'm gonna use braces as like a as like a a style choice or like a you know to like to be sexy in a way
2: right I, I identify, is that weird I identify as a braces wearing person Yeah um, no, I mean, you know there are things like <clears throat> people wear glasses with not no prescriptions. Um, I don't know what it would take I mean, I guess dentists are like You just, or orthodontists or whoever puts braces on You just pay, you just pay the money You know, they're not gonna turn down your money
0: Yeah, you're paying a fuck little money To get braces, so yeah, yeah, maybe no one's doing it To like, for like, the sex appeal
2: Yeah, especially like Yeah Nothing against, nothing nothing against braces But I just like, mm, I don't know That wouldn't work That wouldn't make me feel sexy because um i always want to brush my teeth brush and floss my teeth and i just feel like they'd be in my way
0: right yeah i don't know becca and i met uh someone who just recently got braces and there was something about it that i thought was really hot Hmm. isn't that weird
2: yeah i love that you just told me about that while you were picking your nose
0: fuck off (laughs) I
2: don't know, I, like, I I'm can... like girls with braces.
0: <coughs> I forgot you can see me. <laughs> <coughs> um, all right, well, let's, let's hit this brain boner and, and get on with the, this week's episode. It's... O- okey doke. It's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. This week.
2: Yeah. Okay, so um. today's brain boner is from, uh, didn't say anything about anonymous names, so it's from Brenna. Um... She's a listener from the States. Uh, they're a listener from the States. I love your show and appreciate how much it's taught me about sex and reshaped a lot of things I thought I knew. My question deals with a little bit of what you recently touched on in your podcast. I've been happily married to my husband in a monogamous relationship for four years. Originally, we had a lot of sex and things seemed to be perfect. Then after a few years, it seemed like the newness of married life wore off and now we're having sex maybe once a week, if not every two weeks. This just isn't enough for me. I need sex, minimum, twice a week. This is something I've communicated to him multiple times and asked him if there's something he can do. He always says yes, but then 10 plus days pass and nothing happens. We've tried toys, new positions, etc., but it doesn't seem to make him want to have it more. I get tired of constantly having to initiate everything, but it seems, if I want to have sex as frequently as I do, I need to initiate." I'm honestly really disheartened and don't know what to do. I can't tell if he doesn't have as high of a sex drive as I do or if he's just not interested in doing it that often. He wouldn't be open to a poly relationship, so if I need sex, he's the one that I need it from. Any tips for a girl just trying to get more D? Any advice you can give would be great. Keep being awesome. Your faithful listener, Brenna. Hi
0: hey uh man this is sure is a pain in my dick hole. Uh did you did you finish reading that email did you yeah. go all the way through it
2: yeah I finished it
0: okay <clears throat> all right well you know what's great is I already read it before we started doing this <laughs> and because uh, I knew this was gonna happen um interesting what do you what are your thoughts on that
2: it's complicated I mean I, well, it's not complicated it's you know but it's always complicated um
0: I feel like this is something that happens I feel like this is something that is like A regular thing. Like, we went through this, you and I. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I've been through it with other partners as well. And I think that as... It's hard for me to say because I'm the person who is less likely to initiate physical contact than my partners are. Only because it's not my primary way of, like, expressing love and affection. And so it's not that I don't want it, and it's not that I'm, like, scared to initiate it. It's just that I, it doesn't cross my mind, and I have to work to remember that my partner needs this thing. I almost have to set reminders for myself to make sure that I extend my appreciation or my attraction or whatever in in that way, in that physical way but as a person on the other side of it i um i'm like well if it's what you need then don't expect them to um ex- obviously expect them to try and make an effort but also maybe don't get resentful of them for not doing it and just fucking initiate it when you want it and
0: um yeah go get it when you need it <laughs>
2: yeah I think there's like there might be something there at least it has been for me in in some of my relationships where it's just like I'm my partner is like kind of upset or resenting me um for not expressing something that is not second nature to me and um and instead of just acting on their need um then I I feel like I I have ended up carrying the brunt of that um, person's expectation. That's what I think. What do you think, Jeremy?
0: Oh my god, <clears throat> this is driving me so fucking insane.
2: Okay, let's just do this. I
0: you know what? No, let's 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 plow through. Let's plow through. I think you gave I think you gave a great answer up to where I stopped being able to hear you. And I think you I think you're kinda of right. Like you can't resent you can't resent what happens i I I don't know if you said this, but I, I think what you were what you were saying before I stopped hearing you was that um when you when you resent your partner for like not giving you the thing that you feel like you need or want, then it can it can easily like make your partner it's sort of like a, a, a lose-lose. like it almost drives your partner to also just not want to engage
3: mm-hmm.
0: or like makes them feel self-conscious, even more so. you know it's like like when you feel guilty about doing something and you you the way you like react yourself is by avoiding facing what you're already feeling guilty.
2: And you're gone.:
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: Could you repeat that?
0: Oh, my God. I don't even know if it, like, this is so fucked. Um,
2: You're going to have to edit this sh- stupid quite a bit.
0: I, there's, you know what? Yeah, there's not much I can do. Uh, you know, listeners, this is, a, we're really fucking trashing this, this opening here. Um, yeah, I think it's like, I think this is just a natural, this happens to be like a natural evolution to a lot of relationships, a lot of marriages. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, everything is on a pendulum. It's always constantly swinging back and forth. And hopefully there will come a time where, you know, he, he his, like, sex drive really picks up. It also could be that he's just, like, over the novelty of the sex that they, that they were originally having.
1: <clears throat> well, sounds... And that he's not
0: really attracted, any, like, he's not, like, genuinely, like, drawn to, to that, like, sexual attraction like he used to be. Right. Um, that could, that could be the case. And if that is the case, that kind of sucks. And there's like a discussion that needs to happen around that. Um,
2: yeah. That, and, and
0: maybe that's worth like questioning or asking, you know?
2: Well, I think that's what happens when <coughs> people find themselves in this kind of relationship where one has a, has a higher drive than the other. And it's like, it can make the person with the higher drive insecure about whether, about their attractiveness or about their partner's attractive to them and for sure it's worth having that conversation and also like to have that conversation in a really uh, non-threatening way if there's a way to do that like coming to an understanding first or reconciling within yourself first that there that is actually really natural it happens and it's like really natural and it doesn't mean it's like the death of your sex life with one another but Mm -hmm. I I also think you can cultivate attraction if it has been lost
1: yeah absolutely
2: there are ways to um, enhance your appreciation of your partner if you're feeling that lack of drive you know and I've I've started to actively play with that a little more um, in my recent years I don't know if that's what this email is about but but yeah so f- first of all, maybe just get to the bottom of it in a non threatening way and um and as a as a person who is who's on the other side of of it um and has experience with that, then just uh try try to definitely have those conversations before it gets resentful,
0: yeah, because yeah, that's where that's where the damage starts to happen, yeah <clears throat> let's stop fucking with this poor internet connection and uh, just so, just so all of our listeners are aware, this is a this is just for this week. Um, uh, I'm gonna get the guys, the sick boy guys, are meeting me out here in a couple of days. I'm gonna have recording gear. It'll be it'll be different next week, much different. And um, and so our apologies again. We're just trying to make this work as best we can, and I think we're doing a pretty fucking good job.
2: Um, I hope you keep all the pauses because I I dropped some like pretty funny jokes. I'm working on my comedy <laughs> routine.
0: Uh, I'll see what I can do there in, in, the, in the editing.
2: No.
0: Um, and, uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. We actually, it was, I think it's her oldest guest that we've had on the show.
2: Yeah, she's um, in her 60s, this, right? God she's damn it, a-
0: Bridie, you cut out again. Oh, no, are you there? I'm here. Oh, fuck, yeah, okay, sweet, great, okay. Uh, she, what would you say about this guest?
2: I would say she's, uh, she's a professional in the... World of, she's a psychologist. Um, she works with um, couples. She's a sexologist, essentially. So she talks to them about about what they're experiencing sexually. Um, obviously, people who come to her usually have uh, a, a, an issue that they're trying to resolve. But um, this was a cool conversation. She she's from Prince Edward Island, and I just kind of uh, found her name through a friend and um on a whim called her up and she was like i have time right now and i was like well that's perfect come on over and uh she sat in the recording space with us and with her husband sitting across Mm -hmm. the room which i loved because it's very prince edward island um Yeah, you know, and
0: you notice how he never took his jacket off. He literally wore his winter jacket the whole time.
2: Yeah, and he shifted on his chair the whole time, like, (laughs) like you maybe you were just about to leave all the time. Um, But he had little things he wanted to say and interject, which is just like, I just loved watching the dynamic. I was mostly fascinated by by that. Um, But I'm but I'm excited to share more knowledge bombs from the uh, from the Prince Edward Island. Um, community, I guess. And just like that, there was only one.
0: Hey, did you throw it to the episode?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your job. You always oh, do that. Oh, shit.
0: All right. Well, uh, uh, I cut out again, but uh, He's let's just, just throw just it to the suite.
2: Back to say.
0: Back to say, enjoy the episode, everyone. We're going to start it off uh, today. Why don't you introduce our first guest?
2: I would be very more than that. Thanks for being our first guest uh-huh. on Prince Edward Island here. Uh, Thank you. This, this go I'm around. Honored. We're speaking today with uh, Christina Campbell. Is it Dr. Christina Campbell? Yes. Well, I am a doctor. Okay. From Venezuela, not from here. Okay.
0: A Venezuelan doctor. Does yeah. that, does that, so does it count now that you're in Canada? Are you still, are you still a doctor? Not licensed. Right. Oh. Sure. Sure.
3: Is this, So wow. is that home, Venezuela? Um, yes, where I lived for many, many years since I was a baby. I was born in Trinidad.
0: Trinidad. Trinidad. Okay. Oh, what an interesting mix. Born in Trinidad.
3: Born in Trinidad. Background Portuguese. My grandparents from Madeira. So it's a mix of cultures. Yeah, no kidding.
0: No doubt. Da- I was trying to peg your accent but yeah, like yeah. as you walked in here earlier, and I was like... German, Austrian, I can't really figure it out, but I guess I... <laughs>
3: Were both your parents? That's good, that's Por- good. Yeah, Portuguese, uh, born in Trinidad, but grandparents on both sides from Madeira. Okay, okay, got yeah. it. Right, you just said that.
0: And how old are you? If You you know what, I know that's a question, hold on, let me really preface that.
3: not a good question. That
0: is a question that most people <laughs> don't like to be asked. But I'm, I'm trying to, I, I say, screw that. <laughs> I think it's a great question to ask because um, it puts a lot of context into this particular situation um, because people can't see you, obviously, Okay. but you're a little bit older than I am. Yeah, I think that's way older. S- safe to say. Okay. So way older. Okay. I'm, I'm 30. Bridie's 30. I'm 34. We've, 34. Okay. And we are, we are on a sex podcast mm-hmm. um, and i I don't actually get the opportunity to speak to someone that old way older than me about sex. So maybe maybe if you don't want to admit your age, uh, I guess we can just leave it at you're way older than me. Way older than you. Maybe maybe older than my mom maybe, maybe most yeah. probably. Most probably. Okay. Do you
3: do you have do you have kids? No, I don't. Okay. Yes. Okay. I say that my kids were my books because study, 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 red, 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 study, study, mm. study, so...
0: Well, why don't you tell everyone what it is that you do, and maybe that'll give a little more context as to why we're here together today.
3: Okay, well, well, first I studied medicine, so mm. that was my background as a medical doctor. And then you usually have to at least, yeah, usually you have to think of what specialty you would like to have. Okay. And... um and by chance, I came to Canada to visit my family in Toronto and Susie Marie, and I saw a program on sec- a sexologist. Two sexologists talk. Two different sexologists talking to patients. Okay. So I said, "Wow, that that seems like a very interesting career." Yeah. And so when I went back from vacation, I went back to Venezuela. Um, by chance. So, by chance, I saw this program, and by chance, I met someone that said, and I commented that I saw this program, and said, well, we do have a, a master's degree here. And I said, where?
0: A master's degree in, in sexology? In
3: sexology, yeah. Okay. And uh, I said, where? And then they said, in Caracas, and it's a three-year program. Oh, okay. So, in my medical field, I wanted something. I love obstetrician, so I spent a lot of, well yeah more than two years um delivering babies or helping to deliver babies because the mom that pushes you know yeah get the baby out
0: oh i thought you said uh, what did you say Op- obstetrician obstetrician obstetrics, well, when right?
3: an obstetrician what, what an obstetric obstet obstetrics, obstetrics. obstetrics. i obstetrics. have but never it's...
0: heard that word in my life I, I thought that was like an eye doctor
3: Obstetrician.
0: Optician.
3: Obstetrician. (laughs) Obstetrician. So that was in that area for over two years in the hospital. But then you have like I said, you have to think of the specializations you want to do. Mm. Right. So I did like psychiatry. And then I like another one. But anyway, by chance, when I saw this program on sexology, I said, that would be a nice one to do. Mm hmm. And since we had the, pro- the master program, I said, well, let me just find out.
2: What was it about it that piqued your interest? Like, why did that jump out at you? It's different. Mm-hmm. It's no
3: emergencies. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and babies, you know, babies come at any hour. Mm-hmm. So at least I was going to have some kind of <laughs> what <structure>. office time <laughs> What a
0: logical <laughs> point Very of thinking. Long. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, office time work when I go home. And was it what you expected when you saw that word and that field and then you went home and you looked into the master's program or you started your master's program? Was it kind of what you thought it would be or were you surprised? Um,
3: It was... Well, we don't have no emergencies really unless we produce it. Okay. Okay. Mm. Like injecting the penis Mm -hmm. for tests. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't, you know, lose direction, that's an emergency. We need to... Act on it. Ah, so that's that's what called I said. a
0: priapism, right? Yeah, yeah. Priapism yeah. sound yeah, so awful. But
3: yeah, exactly, <laughs> and feels awful too. I bet.
0: <laughs> so what's funny though? It's funny that it would feel awful though because uh, I love a really good erection. I love ah. having a boner. I, if I could walk around all day with a boner, I I really? feel like I yeah. I you feel know like
2: what? That'd be really frustrating.
0: I feel like if no one could tell. I was sitting on the bus on the way over here today. I took the bus oh, no. from Halifax to Charlottetown. And here's the thing. I, I feel like 98% of the, of the people with penises who are listening to this podcast right now could agree with me that a bus is a place on earth where your likelihood of getting a boner or an erection... <laughs> You know, I'm going to try to keep my my vocabulary very technical. because I might not know it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, So it's a very high likelihood place of getting an erection just because of the way the bus moves about. The
2: movement on the bus. I
0: love how you just looked over at your husband and (laughs) and just confirmed.
2: (laughs) The (laughs) the bus is a a place.
0: (laughs) So it's funny to think that, or interesting to think that this idea of like, so priapism, basically an erection that will not go away would be something that is so so painful. Do you know why it's so painful? It's The
3: thing is that it's good to have the erection because it permits that amount of blood to get into the penis and oxygen. But then when it's so tense, it's not good for the tissue in the long run. Right. So mm-hmm. I remember okay. that they had someone on his own. This is in Venezuela. Someone on his own. He injected himself with a medication that... Produced this erection, and he had the whole weekend an erection. Of course, he had fun with the different, you know, partners and all that, but then it didn't want to go down, and he had to go in emergency to bring it down. So, it means that he had to go to surgery. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And a neurologist to bring that erection down okay.
0: surgery and penis and are two no, things exactly you don't no, want to hear
3: that kind of erection is not going to be a, as optimum as he would have had it before the situation oh so yeah. like going because f- it damages a oh. bit of the tissues in the penis wow. so you know physiologically it's good to have the erection At a certain time it's good to go down and if you could get it back up again that's fine but right so long like a whole weekend that's like a long time he had
0: That's a long boner
3: That Yeah dam- damaged his, his tissue Yeah In the yeah. moment
0: um, Okay Okay So So yeah. okay. Permanent boners Not okay How did we get on to that Oh right Because Because there's
2: not An emergency There's not a lot of emergency Medical situations really. In the world of I didn't sexology see any. I didn't Okay For, But no.
0: I'm actually kind of curious to know what, like, what is sexology? What, What is the, st- I actually don't even know what sexology, like if you were, um, you know, I know I kind of get the idea of like a sexual psychologist, are they the same thing? Or is- I
3: mean, like the, okay, the sexologist would be the one to study the sexual function, and we don't only see the physiologic part of the response, but you also study about the psychology, right? of the response because usually when someone has a problem or an issue in the sexual realm um it's like two components so before like in the 70s and the, the yeah in the 80s you know they used to say well it's more psychological than physiologic but mm-hmm. nowadays we know there is a very high percentage of being something physiological the problem mm-hmm. is there And, of course, it always has that psychological component into it. It's, for example, if someone has um, diabetes, for example, and, of course, that could affect his erection because diabetes affects the nerves and the blood vessels. Oh, wow. In the organism, in your body, especially Mm -hmm. everywhere. So that area has, the penis has nerves and blood vessels, okay? Okay. So if that person has problem with erections repeatedly, how you think he would feel? Yeah.: Pretty shitty. Well, stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then every time he goes to try to have, he'll be thinking most probably, would I have it? Would I not have it? What's yeah. going to happen? Mm-hmm. So that's that stress, which is the psychological part that he himself is, of course, naturally putting on himself and that will not help the erection. And,
0: right. And it's just stacking like on top cycle, of each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: So,
2: yeah. We hear that a lot too. With uh, We've spoken to some women about vaginismus. Oh, vaginism yes yeah, which is definitely. also like painful and yes obviously the psychological component to that of yes. just being like is this going to happen again and then how yes. can you even relax at that point
3: exactly and yeah. usually the the vaginism could come because maybe that first intention of, of penetration was not welcome painful? yeah exactly painful. not welcome painful so of course the next time you're going to have it you're just thinking oh my gosh this is going to happen again yeah. so how could you be relaxed yeah okay oh it could come which i had cases like that where people have received negative information about that penetration that first penetration mm-hmm. so imagine your mom or your grandmother saying no that is awful it's awful it's gonna be painful mm-hmm. right so this is a young girl trying to have this first penetration yeah what do you think would be in her head yeah I'm waiting for the pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to be relaxed. So, of course, it's going to hurt because everything is very tense there. Okay. So part of the therapy is very interesting. And I like that therapy on the vaginism because even though she's the one that has the issue of contracting involuntarily, but contracting the muscles in the vagina. Yeah. The partner becomes the aggressor. Because she knows that every damn he's going to try to penetrate, he or she, you know, it's going to produce pain. So it's like, uh, mm-hmm. let me not get close to this person. Or not kiss or hug or anything because I know afterwards that might come. Yeah. So. Yeah, and obviously yeah. that's going to present so some, it's good some to have issues a, yes. in the relationship. and yes. Yeah, so it's good to have the partner in
0: the therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is really... It's funny that you say that, you know, so tracking back to when you made this decision to get into sexology, um, you, you, you made that choice based on, you know, it it was interesting to you, but also there's not a lot of emergencies and also with, with babies, you know, you're on call 24 seven, but there, there also seems to be this, uh, this element to sexology that, uh, it seems very complex, right? Because you're not, you're not only focusing on the on the physical, but you're also focusing on yeah, the, the the mental side of things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. does that also come across in your work? Like, are you, um, I guess are you are you doing like counseling and things like that yeah. as a part of your work? Yeah. And then on top of that, also the therapy, this sort of like
3: like it's counseling and therapy. Exactly. A lot of people, I find, that needs like information, and what information they, you know. I say information is power Mm -hmm. so yeah with information you advance in your problem I mean you get over it Um, you overcome it Um, but it's also the exercises that need to be done to help yourself overcome if it's a lot of the psychological part there yeah now if they have physiological issues I us say that you have like an infection Mm -hmm. and of course it's gonna hurt you know, the penetration might hurt because you have an infection. Mm-hmm. So that has to be cured or treated first before we go to therapy. Right. Or let us say that, because there is an interesting, I'm going to kind of switch a little bit here. There is an interesting thing that sometimes people that don't have a good relationship could affect their, re- their sexual relationship.
2: Yeah.
3: If they don't get along well, how could they get along well in the bed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or in intimacy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, although some people say, well, I'll resolve all the problems in bed.
0: Right. Good luck. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. So you have to go there with the relationship first before you treat any problem that the couple has. in right. Intimacy. I
0: feel like with the issues that you're being presented with, uh, I would I would assume that there's so many different facets, so many d- different uh, like um, uh, sort of areas that you could come come at it from. You know, like whether it has to do with the the relationship between you know your patient and their significant other, or yeah. what's going on with them physically, what's yep. going on with them yes. mentally. Yep. It it seems like a really complex. It's complex yeah, definitely,
3: no doubt. definitely, it is complex. So it's like you know when someone comes, they come very anxious. Yeah, because they, It's not that it happened once and they come to the office right away. So it takes a long while because they think they could fix it. So it takes a long while before they really go to the office to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, at least more before than now, I feel that before, people took longer because it's like going to the psychiatrist. I don't want anybody seeing me going to mm-hmm. the psychiatrist. Yeah. It's, and i don't want anybody seeing me going to the sexologist. That's right. Yes, yeah, sex. Have no way. We yeah. I mean we yeah, you know
0: come to realize sex is such a taboo subject. One of the big reasons why we we try to talk about it on this podcast, right? Just to like yeah. normalize the idea Definitely. of talking about our sexuality mm-hmm. and,
2: and Well, the... i wanted to curate my own sex education because i grew up here on the island and um i know it's really big in the topics of conversation these days about what are we telling kids about it and consent and all of that kind of stuff. But it just seemed like myself as a 30, early 30 year old woman, I was like, I should probably know more about this, you know, and I've gone to counseling and stuff in my life, not specifically about sex, but it's amazing what a heavy subject it can be. Um, So I'm wondering like when people come to you, is it usually with like, well, like erectile dysfunction or difficulty with penetration, and then you have to mine for more information? Um, You know, you still
3: perceive people anxious when they get to the office, Mm. you know. But I find that people are more open to talk about their sexualities, which is great. I find that also um, I... Love when I see people, same sex, holding hands, like in Venezuela, that's very difficult to do. Even today? So, even today. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Even though we have, you know, when we were there, we spoke and we supported the LGBT group, but it's still a very macho kind of society. Mm. So, not good. Mm. Um, So, I just love it here when I see, you know, people could hold hands and... You know it's wonderful it's mm-hmm. just like wow um, wow wow aside, i'm so wowed
2: yeah that's really cool and would i guess would like um do you do you talk to kids or um uh uh parents who have kids that are like not sure about gender yeah um not really don't get those clients okay no don't get those would clients. that fall within your but
3: yeah they could fall in yeah yeah okay. i did A little bit of that in Venezuela, but I most did work with adults. Okay. Yeah. But I did. Yeah.
0: What would you say has been, this might be a really broad question, but what would you say has been the most uh, maybe challenging or eye-opening case that you've ever dealt with or patient that you've ever dealt with? Something that like really kind of, you weren't really maybe prepared for or, or was like a little bit overwhelming for you?
3: I'm not sure. I think. I think going back to Venezuela, web is purely. I remember having a case where this patient she had phobia for penetration and for vaginal penetration. And um, so we have like a like I should not say steps, but you have kind of like therapy to go through with the patient mm-hmm. and. The best thing is that she had a lot of support from her husband, so he was always there. Mm-hmm. And I, f- so I went through the therapy with her. Let's do this first. Let's yeah. do the second. Da, 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 da. It's very directive. It's not like I want to do this. So I want to do that. No, it's just you go directing things, homeworks to do, and um, and work with their, because sometimes they could have. You think that they might have trauma. In the past, but yeah. this client particularly did not have any trauma. She just said that she saw a movie that was very um, aggressive, it, very aggressive, and no it impressed her. Whoa. So she was very impressed by the movie. I think it had to do something with penetration, and maybe the lady, the, the female person, did not have a I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of guessing. I didn't see the movie, but um, so I found like I found like okay, we went through. And it seems easy in paper, but going through with her, the therapy, I learned from that point that every person have their own speed of doing things, mm. their own slowness or fastness of going step by step to go through the process of getting better with themselves, overcoming the problem. Mm-hmm. As a medical doctor, you give a tablet and you're done. Here, take it. Yeah. Seven days, I'll see you. But yeah. then in therapy, is totally different so you could talk you could explain you could get the information from the patient and and give information to read to as well to change um, not healthy cognitions to look at things different and be more at ease at situations and anyway so she just had this this fear of so what is it that you fear like it's is it gonna be like super painful is it Did you see yourself like it's going to rupture? You know, like you had to go to these cognitions Mm. to see what is it that's stopping you from not having it. So, anyway, so we went through the therapy twice. Like, finish and then we said, let's go over again. Right, yeah. Everything. So, I think that that was my kind of like impressed me how I have to step back and just. Because I found that it's a transition between being a medical doctor that you just give the medication yeah. and then that's it. Well, that's and what I check meant. On the, and then you go through now the, the, the process mm-hmm. of therapy. So it has been very interesting. Well, that's what I, I meant think...
0: about like it being so complex. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because yeah. when it comes to yeah, when it comes to physical health or, or or you know even even you know a lot of treatments for mental health. It's like well, here's yeah. your here's the drug. Test this yeah. out. Let's see if this works. And if it yeah. works, there we go. We're fine. Um, but when it comes to, I don't know, when it comes to like therapies and mental therapy yeah. and working yeah. through things that also ties into physical uh, ramifications, yes. Yes, like yes, that, yes, yes, that yes. to me just kind of blows so my mind. So I
3: feel like I grew in the process, mm-hmm. in my process as a professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm more holistic, mm-hmm. if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, I'm way more on that point
0: did you find that your studies through sexology had uh had any sort of effect on the way that you approached your own sexual life
3: well i'll tell you my sexual life was zero Mm. okay (laughs) so it did help me a lot yeah 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 and during that process i had a boyfriend so he taught me a lot
2: all right, I so scared. I was in the theory and the practice. There
3: you go. <laughs> yeah, there
1: you, <laughs> go. you know I just
2: keep thinking of. Uh, have you ever seen that show, Masters of Sex? That no, uh, no, it's no, like no. um, it's about Doctor Masters and
0: okay. his uh, uh, co his, p- his protege. I, I haven't watched it.
2: Oh, it's real. It's it's quite good, and it's it's you know some of the earliest studies about human. Of sexuality, I, I think, so are it's explored. called masters of sex. Masters of sex, yeah. Okay. It's and, apparently
0: a really good series. I, yeah, I haven't okay. watched it, but I, I've heard really good things.
2: And you see, it's like it's it's like old school psychology experiments on yeah. people, and okay. it, it's it's interesting to see some of kind of what they. They, they had did to before, exp- yeah. how they arrived at some of their conclusions, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I like that you like you pr- you practice it in theory and then you practice it and yeah, yeah. yeah. see what, what happens.
0: Yeah. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors.
1: Hold up.
2: Do you have a lot of couples that you counsel? Like, is that pretty common? Yeah,
3: definitely. Yep.
2: Yep. I would say one of the biggest things that I've struggled with in any of my long-term relationships is uh, the ebbs and flow of desire. And when, you know, a relationship, you have that new relationship energy and the sex can feel quite healthy and fun for a bit. And then... One person might sort of lose interest and then their libidos aren't matching up. And there seems to be, you know, when we go to, um, we have a a counselor that we see sometimes if we're we're struggling with something. And he said on our first meeting, he said, couples, in my experience, couples come to therapy for three main reasons. Fights about money. um, Fights about uh, sex. Yeah. Fights about sex and fights about other people being involved in the relationship, whether it's an affair or a family member or a child or whatever it might be. Um, But yeah. And so and so those are three obviously highly emotional things as well. But that that sex thing always really stood out to me because in my long term relationships, I didn't necessarily lose interest in the act of it. But it just didn't occur to me as often. Like I didn't feel that that spontaneous desire as readily necessarily as mm-hmm. like I did in the mm-hmm. beginning. And mm-hmm. that always seemed to come across to my partner as a real big personal kind of mm-hmm. stab. You know, like it said something about them. But I feel like in talking to my siblings or my friends or even, you know, my younger um, sisters and nieces that are starting to be sexually active. And it's like, no, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yes,
3: it's the same thing. And I like, um, I don't know if you have heard of this lady. She's a researcher and a um, sexologist. She is Rosemary Basson. And I saw her in one of the world congresses that we had. I think it was in Montreal, Anyway, and uh, many time, a long time ago, and um, she was saying that usually in in um, us, the girls, the females, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, she has a different model. She doesn't have the model like Masterson Johnson that you have, like the arousal, and then the the. Plateau and then the orgasm and then the resolution. Okay, she has a different one that goes where you you don't you don't feel the desire, but with the place that you could have with your partner, then that could appear. That desire could appear. So if you have more, I would say if you have more moments of relaxation with your partner, mm. okay, more touching, hugging, without going to sex. But you have more of those moments, then that feeling might come up uh-huh. and then will hmm. take you there, aha, uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay, yeah, but if it's just okay, you have time, let's do it, okay, but,
2: yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it could happen, yeah. but
3: not not the same.
2: I find that very much, and that's always anytime I've been with in this situation, I'll suggest well, let's well, let's work on it, and that can. Feel very contrived Well we're not going to schedule it and do it And so I think in numerous occasions I've been like well let's just go Cuddle or let's go yeah. Lay down or yeah. how about give I'm always like give me a massage I'm sure that'll do it But it, I, I think that's proven a
3: well, massage
0: does work really well. Massage it's, works. Oh, really yeah. well that's yeah, that's one of my. That's a. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> there you um, go. Or take a nap. That's always. A, that was always the one you'd use. <laughs> yeah,
2: let's, let's go take a nap. nap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rosemary Basson. Basson. Yeah. B
3: a s s o n. Okay. That's I really like M- that line of thought, though. I, I feel like funny. that is
0: Basson. that that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, yeah. it's you're mm-hmm. your... you are
2: well, you're releasing the slowly chemicals slowly
0: inflating the, the 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 bouncy castle yeah and then yeah. eventually that yeah. bouncy castle gets so full yeah. of air that you can go and bounce <laughs> in it
3: you, know? you can't
0: just you can't just blow it up from zero to a yeah. hundred in a second or else yeah. the thing will blow up yeah
3: the thing too is what i tell clients is that you know in our heads we have a lot of to do things. Mm-hmm. Or the queen, in, and, and, or the dogs, or the this. female the, heads. Yes, yeah, right, female sure. heads, you right. know. <laughs> we call it the mental load. To do things, yeah. 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 But we don't make space for thinking about sex. Yeah. Hmm. Or, or you make space thinking, oh my gosh, I have like three weeks without doing it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we better plan something.
2: But, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel like... um? Uh, we spend a lot of time apart and we've done a lot of that throughout a lot of our relationship. Um, and I feel like if I don't have a regular self-practice of taking care of myself, then again... What do you mean, what
0: do you mean by that? You know, I what I, take... you know what I mean. No, I don't. That. Please explain it. If, if I'm...
3: Walking, distracting herself.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I... Oh, if masturbating.
0: Yes, oh, that's sorry. what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. I'm oh, sorry. I'm with you. I got you. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> then my desire... Also, it's like um, declines. And so I'm wondering if that like, if you don't use it, you lose it kind yes. of thing applies to, to to that kind of desire in your experience. Uh, we
3: say that in Spanish too. Okay. You know, we have the same saying. The thing is like, if, if you don't, it's, it's several things here. One thing is the physical part. Yeah. You know, if you don't have any exercises, your muscles are gonna be all flaccid right. and okay, not toned. So yeah. in a way you're getting the exercises there. Yeah. And the other thing is it went off my head, but it's how you feel with yourself. Mm. Make taking that time and that space to relax. Even if it's a meditation, even if it's uh thinking about your partner, your husband, you know. just making that space or when he comes we'll do this or we'll do that right? or you know taking that little special romantic space to do something you never know what's going to happen afterwards because sometimes you could plan oh you know tonight I should have something and prepare something but then when tonight comes I don't know the motivation might not be there Mm -hmm. you know you're, you're too tired or you had other things that came up and then it's like oh I had lots of plans but
2: yeah it didn't come through but having spent so, the time with it in your imagination yes, is will still help. kind of helps. Help, yes. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I, makes do, sense. I
0: do really like that line of thought. Yeah, I think yeah. I, it's like very it just it just making it space. seems good. It just seems making valuable. you yeah, mm-hmm. making space for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think women don't prioritize that as much with all the other things that they have on their mind? That's why. That's why. Too many
3: things on the mind. Too many things. Different. So sex is usually like the last thing of the list. And when it's the last thing of the list to do, yeah. you're tired. Right. And another day goes by. Mm. Hmm. So it's, put in it, it's given the priority it needs to.
2: Okay. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Self-care. Self-care, yes. <laughs> do you think that... um that uh as we age if um if we don't have like that kind of regular experience does that contribute is it true that as we age our interest in or our uh, libido does decline or is that just another case of if you don't use it you lose it
3: have you seen people in the 60s or 70s in love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And holding hands and, right. and all mushing together? Yeah,
2: that's true. So I hear nursing homes
0: are nursing homes have really,
2: are really are high occurrences of STIs, actually.
0: Running rampant, especially ever <laughs> since uh, the introduction of like Viagra and stuff like that. At uh, least that's what I've heard. Oh.
3: I don't, um, <laughs> I don't know i don't have that information
0: yeah well <laughs> um i guess you'll find out soon i
3: mean i know about viagra but yeah, yeah. sure about sure. the nursing homes and sti i don't know it, uh,
0: yeah apparently it's a apparently stis in nursing homes has become a really a really common issue wow yeah
2: didn't
3: know that i
0: don't know what about you, charlottetown specifically but, yeah, okay. yeah maybe not Maybe not charlottetown maybe yeah i think i think you know I think my grandmother's having sex with her new boyfriend.
3: Oh, that's probably well, true. Well, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I
0: know. I think it's I think it's lovely. Yeah. I I think it's great. You know, my grandfather passed away and I it was one of the first things I thought to myself was like, I wonder if my nan will ever make love to another man again. And now she's got this sweet old boyfriend Aww. and I bet you they are having the time of their life.
2: Well, and I just wonder about that cuz my grandmas, both the both my living grandmothers who mm-hmm lost their partners one just a couple of years ago my grandfather died and then the other was like maybe 20 years ago and i've never seen her date another person since and i also have some insider knowledge that even before he passed away there wasn't that wasn't really part of their relationship and um and that i just wonder what i mean obviously your relationship to your body would change if that wasn't part of your life Mm. yeah um yeah. but i wonder hormonally or you know just the things that that kind of uh relationship triggers chemically in your body yeah. like what effect that has on the way that you age you know
3: well just like men you know women also it will decline but it doesn't mean that it's going to go away and it's going to die away Mm -hmm. so once you keep on and now you nowadays you see like before not in your time before you were born you would see people in the 60s maybe just knitting and quiet and rocking chair Mm -hmm. but nowadays you see grandmothers looking very pretty and all Mm -hmm. dressed up and you know going out and having coffee with their friends and who knows they might be having Sex along the way, as mm-hmm. well, yeah, if you right. don't have their partner so things have changed, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
3: so I mean, we not and men usually, usually like to compare themselves when they were twenties, and now they're seventy something, yeah, so no, but you can enjoy at the seventy something your sex life,
0: yeah, you just might not be uh, like the twenties like as they Ex- say you know? <laughs>
3: so <laughs> yeah you <know>? right,
0: right. <laughs> um have you in your line of work have you have you done much work or or counseled many people in in uh who who are practicing more um more um
2: non-traditional
0: yeah non-traditional like forms of relationships like polyamory or or things like that a
3: few not many yeah. not many i, I don't like... think they have much problems
0: yeah, well, yeah. well, well I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know about we that. We just have
2: more people to talk to about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's right. It, you know, it is true. I do have to say, out of like, so Bridie and I are polyamorous. And mm-hmm. I do have to say, since we've introduced like long-term relationships into that that dynamic, right? So like you're with someone and it's pretty serious. I'm with someone that's very serious. And I find the way that I at the issues that come up in relationships with myself and Becca or myself and you, I'm able to handle them uh, with a lot more, it seems like a lot more support yeah. than I would have maybe in the past where it was just you and I. Yeah. Because I have like this other significant other that I can
3: talk to, talk to,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, how many times have I come to you and have had an issue between me and Becca and then, and not to like, not to, not to like bitch to you yeah. about my problems with Becca, but no. like to come to you and go, all right, we're in love. We share this like relationship together. You know what it's like. Here's where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and here's where Becca's coming from, mm-hmm. and you're there to like. You've been with me. You've been in it. Yeah. You know sort of how to deal with those situations, and then you you have this ability to let me know. Where, where my blind spots are.
2: And it's so much easier to do that when your problem isn't with me. Yes. You know, like yeah. you're just more receptive yeah. to hearing my feedback. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's between you and I. I don't want to hear any shit you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it goes oh. both ways too,
0: even with Becca, where it's like if you do something that, you know, where you and I are, are in some sort of disagreement, Becca's there as well. And it's like everybody is there to support everyone. Like there's no, mm-hmm. at least in our... Yeah, You know, so, but yeah, so yeah, people with polyamory, they don't have problems.
2: Yeah. It seems so. Not many (laughs) consultations on that. (laughs) I feel like, um, especially around here, uh, people who are in non-traditional relationships aren't as open about it as maybe in some larger centers. Cities? Okay. Because it's a small place. It's a small place, And people talk and it's not maybe totally, um... It's not everybody's business, but it could so easily become everybody's business.
3: Yeah. We have a saying in Spanish. I will say it in Spanish.
0: And then I'll try to repeat it back to you because so, I'm working on my yes. Spanish. Yes,
3: okay. Pueblo Chiquito.
0: Pueblo Chiquito.
3: Infierno Grande.
0: Infierno Grande. What does it mean? Uh, say it one more time. Pueblo Chiquito. Um, infierno Grande. Small Chiquito is inferior to my grande. Small grand ch- town. Small big town. Big hell. Big hell. Oh, I, like I love that. <laughs> Small I'm, town, big hell. That's, that's the, the title of, the of episode. this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. How good was my Spanish there? That's I, I, good. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? yeah. I have a little, like, little roll in yeah. the tongue. A little roll.
2: Do you have any like uh, curiosity, like now that you've been practicing here for 11 years, do you ever think about going back to Venezuela and applying what you've learned here? <sighs>
3: I wish, but no, I don't really have... I have second cousins there. Okay. But my family is all out. Like, my sister has 25... No, 20. No, she has 30 30 or 31 years living in Japan. Oh, wow. So she's out. Yeah. My brother has, I think, like 40 years living in the States. Okay. Uh, My dad passed away. My mom is living in the States, so that's us. So it's about family. There's no reason. So, yeah. So this is my home now, and I do have my close friends there, and I have second cousins there, too. I do have a niece there, but it's just, no. Yeah. No.
2: Did your family come to you with questions that... Um,
3: not really, no <laughs> more medical stuff. Okay, they will come to me with more medical issues. They will come, yeah. Well, yes, yes. My sister did come to me with um erectile dysfunction with her husband, Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um, and before we wrap Japanese it
3: up, work uh, a lot, Japanese work a lot, oh, <laughs> right? Sure. Good point, not
0: sure, right? Yeah, they yeah, do. It, they, they do. I wonder, if is that like a big... Would that be a big issue over in is
2: Japan, it, I wonder? It must be pretty close to work, related to work, stress. Work,
0: Yeah, stress right. Stress. Stress, yeah. Way. Is I that don't
2: the, know. Sorry. Is what? that the leading cause
3: of erectile dysfunction? Age, but the... Not so... No, sorry. Oh, erase that. Okay. The leading cause would be something with vascular disease. Okay. Vascular disease, So, right. yes. Yeah. Okay. But stress... So, Contributes. so stress could happen in young people yeah and you might not have not have a good erection or not have an erection mm-hmm. just because it's, you're so stressed yeah so remember that when we are stressed our blood vessels kind of get mm-hmm. constricted yeah when in reality we need them to be dilated to have the blood flow goes to direction.
2: erection right yeah um so. I know you you're getting were you going to say something right there? no,
0: you go ahead well,
2: I just know that you're you're keeping an eye on the clock yeah. there, and i uh right before we started recording um you said that you uh you had been on radio talking about this stuff before, in fact you had to can you yeah.
3: speak to that yeah yeah, well, part of our kind of i would not say mandate, but part of our training, our main doctor, Dr. Bianco, he said that we are public. We need to look at ourselves as public person, like a public, public speaking person, yeah. okay, because we're gonna be like teachers and talking about sexology, yeah, so we had to go, so the first time we went, not too good, so we had <laughs> some questions to answer, so we had the questions already, and one of the the ones like in third year she had like she was directing the interview among ourselves. So we knew what we were going to answer already, Mm. but it was still, like, stressful. And then when I went back to my, let's say, my hometown, which is Puerto La Cruz, um, yeah, I was on the radio several times and on TV. We have, like, a local in the east part of the country, television. So they will invite me, and I was, the first time when I went, it was like my heart was just beating because my mom phoned all her friends and i'm just oh thinking <laughs> all these people are looking at me at this moment <laughs> but then i went every time they invited me i i went i still went and went and went so but they will have like a topic they'll say you know we want to talk about this um so i'll kind of like prepare something but they'll have questions phone people will phone in yeah. ask questions so it was it was nice i liked it
0: i love yeah. phone yeah yeah, That's so
3: they will phone and answer. So, so it was a day program, so you mm-hmm. could not really. So they had some people that felt offended. That's what I heard afterwards. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, because you'll have people that not open to sexuality mm-hmm. stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: So sex we sex. ran
0: into that. We we we, we were on, on breakfast television. We were on breakfast television one time, like breakfast, like early morning news, uh-huh. and just talking about the podcast. Okay. And We didn't even say anything that that risque.
2: No. I think we,
0: I think the most offside thing we said was how we practice polyamory hmm. and how it's pretty awesome when, like, I don't know, there's there's now four people to shovel the driveway as, as, instead of two. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, someone wrote into Global, and they were just like...
2: There are still children getting ready for school at this <laughs> yeah. time of day.
0: <laughs> they were so bummed out about it, yeah. I, which I personally, I love that. Do That's you, my favorite. Do
2: you still speak publicly in any... Like, do you get involved in any of the conversations about sex education in schools or a- a- access to abortion on the island not or,
3: no 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 no
2: i'm not involved but once they invited me with a,
3: with a doctor to speak about sexuality yeah. and it was at the red shores um yeah that was a quite a while ago uh
2: yeah just something like that but is that something yeah. you'd be interested in doing like offering your voice to like Sometimes I wonder if there'll ever be a day where we get asked to go into universities and talk to people or high schools and talk to people. Not with his language, but uh, his potty mouth. (laughs) will never be allowed in a high school. But, you know, maybe I will. But I'm just thinking about like Sex with Sue Johannesson. I don't know if you know that uh, TV show. It was a call-in late night show with... uh, That's
0: what we grew up on.
2: We grew up on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't because I grew up in rural Prince Edward Island. I didn't have that channel. But you could call in and you could ask this very uh, clear simple direct uh, woman she was probably in her 60s as well and she was just very frank and she would answer people's questions (laughs) and she would teach them about anatomy and teach them about sexuality and it was just very like non embarrassing non shameful um, wide open forum to ask whatever you want to and I feel like when you get maybe to a particular stature in your career as well as in your age you can people will listen more would like to listen yeah
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so i'm just gonna put that out there because i think i think my little community here needs needs that too
0: Mm.
2: yeah
0: um my the last question i guess uh would be if you were if you were to leave the world with with one piece of information that you feel like would be just valuable to know and valuable to think about um, out of all the work you've done what what would what would be that be that one piece of advice or that one gem that you wish you could just kind of like offer to everyone
3: You know what I think it's beyond sexuality, and I just think we are one with the universe
0: hell yeah. That will be my thing. Yeah.
3: We are one with the universe. And when we practice that kind of feeling, you're going to get, you're going to perceive a special feeling in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm I'm practicing, I'm practicing. Yeah. But I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. It's
2: amazing. We both also teach yoga. And Mm -hmm. we have um, a lot of, background in meditation and um mm. that 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 actually has i think it's not really outside sexuality at all because I like mean, you said that
3: beyond something specific but yeah exactly
2: yeah. right yeah it's yeah that's kind of like a life force that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everywhere all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it's true when you do start to adopt that worldview It can have the most deeply profound effect on the way that you go day by day. And and in turn that's just gonna affect your relationships with Mm. others, your relationship to yourself. Which
3: is yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: It's it's just it trickles down into every every part of your being. Yep. So I think that's some pretty sound (laughs) advice, if you ask me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time.
3: Well, thank you for the invitation. Yeah,
0: we really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next week with another awesome episode, as always. In the meantime, uh, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, review, and hit the subscribe button because all those things are very important to keep us ticking, to keep us going so people can see what we're up to and hear awesome conversations like this one. And uh, if you want to support us, you're always welcome to do, do that. You can go to...
2: W dot slash turn me on.
0: Yes. Well pa- well put dot com slash turn me on. Oh really?
2: yeah Patreon
0: dot slash turn me on. You
2: guys go. know the internet better than I do. <laughs>
0: uh and uh check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. There's lots of sweet booties on Instagram. Uh uh. Yeah. Maybe you could get yours up there too. You could. You, you
2: totally could. And if you have any questions too about uh sex therapy uh, that you would like us to follow up on. Maybe we could even do that after this episode if you want to submit any questions we'd be happy to we'd be happy to research them for you and get those answers because I just keep thinking of people sitting at home going I think I should probably go to get some counseling and I'm too scared or whatever. But it's there. There's really approachable people out there to talk to about it.
0: Um, Well that is it for this week. It sure is. Until next week. Go fuck yourself.